0: You're listening to Formby Podcast. In this episode, Dr. Phil Smith talks about the effect of climate change on the dunes. And here, Dr. Phil Smith really lays it out in simple terms, why climate change is happening. Today, we're going to talk about climate change.
1: Effect of on wildlife.
0: So you've studied the dunes for 50 years.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it a happy story? Partly. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of unhappiness as well. But uh, concentrate on the happy side, initially. Yeah, I'm Dr Phil Smith. Um, I've been studying the Sefton Coast for over 50 years. I think there's a perception amongst the general public this is a new thing. Uh, you know, it's, All the publicity has been quite recent, but it isn't. The, um, I've got a book here actually. It's, it was published in 1963. Uh, it's about the botany of the coast but it has quite a lot of information on climate as well and uh, it describes a, an upward trend in mean temperatures since 1750. Published in 1963. So it was known then that temperatures were increasing. So it's not a new thing at all. Um, it's been more apparent of course in recent decades um, so that for example uh, there's loads of information of course online but if you uh, you look at the way that temperatures have moved in in England over the last uh, uh, well 40 years or so since the 1970s we've increased by about one degree centigrade which is really quite considerable and I think it's Ten, at least, of the warmest years on record have been since 1990.
0: And by warm, you mean that we've got lovely, hot, sunny days? Is that that's a sort of a warm... That's an
1: average figure taken over the year. So it doesn't mean that we've necessarily always had hot summers, although we have had a lot of hot summers, and we've also had very long drought periods as well. Um, which have created problems, as I'll mention later on.
0: You're not saying why the climate change is happening. I can do it
1: if you want, but why not... is it happening? Then <laughs> is it because <laughs> of it's all... a long <laughs> story? Oh, is it? Do, do we have the abbreviation? It's all to do with with climate with carbon dioxide, or mostly carbon dioxide, to some extent methane as well. But yeah, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere increasing due to the burning of fossil fuels and that is a greenhouse gas so it traps uh, more energy from the sun reduces its radiation back back out into the uh, into space and so the 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 earth is warming up and we'll continue to do so for a long time and the co2 is coming from cars no no not just cars from generation of electricity um, from the burning of gas and other fossil fuels So, uh, you know, every time you burn something, it releases CO2, the CO2 which was stored up initially several hundreds of millions of years ago, um, during the uh, uh, carboniferous era particularly, when most of the uh, coal, oil and natural gas was laid down during periods when there was a, a very warm humid conditions over large parts of the Earth's surface. And so plants that died um, became um, initially peat uh, where they didn't rot because of the wet conditions and those layers of peat were gradually buried deep down into the Earth's crust where they were uh, compressed and turned into coal. and uh, oil uh, uh, as well
0: and that's what we're burning now to make us so we're
1: releasing the carbon dioxide that was stored in that plant material several hundred million years ago which was a result of the the sun's activity of course but that's okay isn't it photosynthesis is
0: that okay no it's not it's not okay (laughs) no it's nice to have warm summers though isn't
1: it that is nice It is, yeah, in some circumstances, but not in others.
0: So how's it affecting the dunes?
1: Right, well, it's having all sorts of dramatic effects on the distribution of animals and plants. Incredible change in the distribution of insects uh, during that period. I mean, we're finding uh, new ones every year on the coast. Um, They, of course, can respond very quickly to changes in temperature. Uh, They can fly, so they can move long distances, um, but they can also breed very quickly in some cases. So they have maybe one or two generations a year. So they can change rapidly in response to temperature changes. Uh, For example, in the mid 1970s, we had 12 different kinds of dragonfly on the coast here. Um, We've now got 24. They've doubled. So that is a really good story then? Well, it, it is if you're interested in dragonflies. Yeah. But
0: that's a happy story of dragonflies, yeah, we like yeah, that.
1: They're, they're smashing things. And so, um, where have they come from? Do they come from somewhere? Partly come from southern Europe. Um, and some of those are now breeding here, so they're resident. Others are migrants. They're only found, they're only seen here in very hot summers um half a dozen of those. So and and there's one or two that have responded to cleaning up of water bodies. Um one in particular, the band of Demazelle, which you can now see in good numbers on down on Brook, just inland of the sand dunes. Um whereas twenty, thirty years ago it was confined to one river near Preston. So that's that's increased because of the cleaning up of water bodies although they're now deteriorating again of course.
0: Why they deteriorating again? Pollution. Because of the farmers or because of the farmers are just overusing fertilizers? Well that
1: and, and lack, of, lack of regulation by the water companies and so on and so forth. It's a, a long story. Well let me, let me give you another example of these incredible insects that are moving here. Uh, that weren't known previously. Uh, one of my favourites is uh, a real cracker. It's uh, the largest European hoverfly. Um, its its English name is the hornet plumehorn. <laughs> it's about one inch long. Um, it's a lovely colour, black and yellow bands with mahogany. It's a super looking thing, uh, and it's so big it can't hover. It just sort of crash lands on flowers. Um, Now, it started to appear from Europe in southern England in the 1940s uh, and it's really spread northwards fairly steadily. Uh, It got here in 2015 and it's now really quite common. Um, You get it in gardens, on things like hebe. You grow hebe, you'll get it, or buddleia. it's, uh, I was photographing it on an ivy yesterday in Southport. In fact, I saw well, three or four yesterday. Um, they're superb things. It's a spectacular creature. It mimics the hornet. Um, we don't have any hornets as yet, but they're on their way. They'll be here very soon, within the next year or two.
0: But that's not a happy story, is it? A hornet, a are hornet...
1: they're okay. They're, they're not that dangerous. Do they me? not bite you hornets? No no they sting. Well, they they're st- like, they're uh... like big wasps but they're they, they're generally fairly placid they don't. Uh, but they are massive like, aren't they? they? Yeah they don't sting unless they're irritated.
0: This hornet yeah. um,
1: plume horn is not a hornet? No it's a it's a hoverfly it's a f- true fly but it looks a bit like a hornet with the, the banding colours you know because it, it gains protection. Obviously a bird seeing a hornet will probably have experienced one previously and will think, oh, I mustn't touch that. It's gonna give me a bad time. Um, Lots of insects mimic wasps, hornets, bees, uh, and they therefore gain protection, although they themselves are quite harmless. Not all insects are benefiting from climate change. Let's put it like that. Um, And in fact, if we stick to the hoverflies for a moment, Some of those are really struggling. Um, Their larvae, their young stages, uh, depend on moist soils and wetlands. Lots of species breed in wetlands. And of course, what's happening is that we're getting more spring and summer droughts. uh, And those have sort of intensified in recent years. And as a result, some of the some of the hoverflies are really struggling; they're declining. Fortunately, not the plumehorn, because all the plumehorns there are several different species actually live in wasp nests. Would you believe um, they larvae feed on detritus and grubs in the bottom of wasp nests because there are plenty of common wasps, so they're not bein- they've not been affected by the droughts, and uh, they're doing very well. But other groups of hoverflies are not. One of our most iconic uh, creatures, the natterjack toad, uh, is being affected adversely by climate change. We've seen a 70% decline over the last uh, 30 years or so, uh, which is not good news. And we think that's due to two main factors. The first is spring droughts. Um, They've become almost annual since 2000 and um, the climate people know what's causing that. It's due to global warming, it's due to uh, temperatures rising in the Arctic, which is causing the development of high pressure over Greenland in the spring and that impacts the North Atlantic jet stream, which brings wet weather to us. And so we're not getting the jet stream in, in April, May, well March, April, May as often and we're getting droughts as a result. So how does that affect the natterjack? Well, um, that period of course coincides with the animals breeding cycle. Uh, so it spawns in usually in April. Uh, if you get a spring drought, it means they don't come out because they don't. They only come out to spawn if it's if it's wet. So if you get, you know, several weeks of dry weather, they don't spawn at all. If they if they do manage to spawn, it, they always choose shallow water, um, because the tadpoles like warm water, which is always warmest at the edges of the ponds. So shallow water is where they spawn, um, and of course, if it's dry. The shallow water areas dry up quickly, and so in the end, their uh, spawn and their tadpoles dry up, so they, they don't complete their breeding. Uh, so over time, the populations decline. And
0: the Na- and the National Trust are very clear about getting a jam jar full of those. You're not allowed to do oh that no, and bring no, them up in a tank.
1: You, you have to have a license.
0: <laughs> you do have to, because have, I did say that I would go down with a jam jar and help them, but. Apparently that's not the way forward for the Natterjack too.
1: Well, it, it, yeah, rescue operations can sometimes work. Um, but as I say, they have to be under, you know, regulated circumstances. <laughs> With the English nature? Natural England they're called now. Oh, Natural England. Yeah, I was going to tell you the other factor about the Natterjack. So that the, the other factor that's affecting the Natterjack badly is what we call vegetation overgrowth. Um, What that means is just that the the sand dunes are becoming um, more and more covered in dense vegetation and scrub. Um, Natterjacks need bare sand Uh, they need it to burrow in to escape the heat of the summer sun and they also need to to create tunnels for hibernation Um, and they also need very short vegetation and bare ground to, as adults to forage for their food during the summer, uh, small insects and so on that they feed on. So we've had a, an 80% loss of bare sand since 1945 and the reasons for that, are, well there are several reasons, but one of them is climate change which has extended the growing season for plants. So you're getting, uh, you know, the plants are growing more; they're covering more bare sand, so we're losing more bare sand. Yeah, so it's a mixed picture, really. Uh, some of our wildlife are benefiting from climate change. We've got hundreds of new species coming into the country every year, uh, appearing for the first time in Britain. Others are struggling, as we've seen, adding to the major declines that we're seeing as a result of. Habitat loss, uh, pollution, other man-made problems.
0: Thank you to Dr Phil Smith for explaining and sharing the consequences of springtime hot sunny days and no rain. The effect it has on Formby dunes, on the insects, wildlife, living on the dunes in Formby. podcast is an independent production it comes to you free if you'd like us to tell your story or you know of a story contact us at formipodcast at gmail.com see you next time